Hey guys, welcome to Bang Broadcast, episode number 542. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being the Weekend Geek, bringing us the stories for the past I was going to steal that from me because it took too long. Next is the list, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out November 22nd, 2023. Then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week, I am so happy to be able to introduce a new segment into our rotating culture of main topics. Uh, And it's time for Tears and Rain, except Tears is spelled T-I-E-R-S. And rain is spelled R-E-I-G-N. It's a pun, but it's also a reference to Blade Runner. Where we're going to be putting our favorites on the tier list for Thanksgiving foods. We're going to pick the best S tier. And then, you know, the the foods you don't necessarily want to eat, but you have to because uh, Aunt Roz brought it to the table. So you got to take that spoonful. You're just like, "Mm, you know, thanks. Not the only thing, does she bring the worst food, all she does is complain about her boss, Frazier. And you know the woman is washing her hands. It's just, they're grimy. You don't want to eat her food. <laughs> all right, all right. Well. Okay. Anyways, we can eat. It's not sanitized. You need, you, need, you need some alcohol to sanitize all that. And uh, what better way to get your alcohol than to drink beer with friends? Uh... John, what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking from Burlington Beer Company, their Folk Metal Oatmeal Stout. Um, 16-ounce can, 5.5%. This is just a nice drinking oatmeal stout. Um, It's rich. It's got a nice roastiness to it. Um, It's smooth. Um, Tasty. It's nice. not the it's not the best beer I've had. It's not the worst beer I've had. It's a, just a nice drinking beer. Uh, my beer is also pretty nice and roasty, but also very easy drinking. Uh, this is coming from Cyber Brewing. This is their work friends porter. This is kind of just their base porter. They put it out every few months. Uh, it's been a while since I had it. Yanni and I went there the other day uh, just to get, get some grub and get some beers. Uh, I just brought a four-pack of it home because... <laughs> To John's point, like sometimes it's nice just to have a nice, easy drinking beer. Just something you want to crack open and drink with some uh, podcast friends. I should have mm. put a little post it note over where it says work friends, but no, this is, this is <clears throat> delightful. Nice. Paul. I'm drinking something that I used to find very delightful, and I would only pick it up, you know, uh, very occasionally. It was a seasonal beer from Ellicott Brewery. I was surprised to see it in their holiday sampler pack uh, because this used to come out in like late January uh, for the no. When did it used to come out? November. Was they it would November? run it November to February. Oh, OK. So I would only look for it late, starting in late January. And uh, we would drink it. <laughs> we would drink it for the Christmas party. Did we? The chocolate cherry bomb? Yeah. I thought we yes. picked it up for Valentine's Day. I, th- I always associated more with Valentine's Day. I'm too busy drinking eggnog um, during the uh, holiday party. No, but this is a, their Imperial Stout. It's 8.2% of call by volume. This is an Imperial Stout with chocolate and organs. Organs. And organs. Carrots. And organs. 
Oregon sweet cherry. It's full of meat over here. It's a new type of meat pie. Uh, no, this is a very Hershey syrup kind of chocolate. The cherry is nice, though. I do like the cherry flavor on it. Um, I feel like it's a little watery than I remember it as well. It's not as big of a imperial stout kind of mouthfeel. It is in a 12-ounce can for this variety pack, which is a good amount because I, I it used to come in the 12-ounce bottles and as a six-pack. So, or, or I'm not remembering best... that right either, John. <clears throat> I don't know. The the best way I ever had this beer was I got home from work. It's when Chris, not Chris, you and I lived in an apartment together. I got home from work. I threw it in the freezer. I made myself some dinner and I was eating my dinner. And then I went, forgot about that beer. And I had pulled it out and it had just started to get like slushy. And I poured it into my glass and it was like a slushy version of that beer. And it was delicious. It's because you got to keep those organs on ice. Otherwise, yep. yeah, spoil. Can't transplant them. But while we transplant some news from the news garden into our brains and mouths to talk about. Guys, mm. yeah, so he had some trailer news. He had some casting news. I, I I was trying to keep up with all the news he was. Oh, you you can't. But you know what, Paul? Luckily, you can listen to this podcast, you know, wherever you uh-huh. choose. And you could always pause it and take notes. And after you're done, you know, pausing it, taking those notes, listening to the continued conversation, uh, you can rate and review us, too. But I started off by talking about uh, we got the first trailer for Marvel's What If Season 2, debuting on Disney Plus December 22nd. And they're doing something a little bit different with this one. They're not dropping all of the episodes all at once. They're not even spacing them out over like one episode a week. They are making this kind of a nine-night event where each night from the 22nd on, they will be putting one new episode out, which I think is kind of a cool way to do it. Uh, Paul, you have not watched the original What If yet, but have you watched the trailer for What If Season 2? Yeah, I saw the trailer. I watched the first two or three episodes of What If Season 1, and it just I just wasn't hooked on it. And uh, yeah, I'm still not hooked by this trailer. I'm like, okay, so... I, so the, it's a team of people that I'm guessing got together during season one. No, this is a whole different team. Yeah, each episode is a different, different story. Oh, okay. But it seemed like this was a team of people that are getting together to be the Avengers the, of the multiverse. The episode that you're, I think you're speaking of, is the one where, uh, what if Ego had gotten Star Lord? Because it's an mm. eight-year-old Peter Quill wreaking havoc in the heartland of America. Because mm. it's like the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. but then it's also the uh, Hank Pym, mm-hmm. uh, Ant Man, and then like Ting T'Chaka, Black Panther's Poppy. Yeah, yeah, King. Yeah, John, did you check it out? Uh, I didn't. I didn't know mm. it, it had come out. And then um, we talked about it briefly before the show, and then I was having camera troubles, so I didn't watch it. I looked for a camera instead mm. and then got raz- kept getting razzed by Paul. I like that, like, Paul's making fun of me. Paul goes, 
Maybe it's on your ceiling. So I play along and look up, and he's been busting my chops then, like I'm an idiot. And it's like, like, you're the one who set on my ceiling. No, no. And it looked like you. Ceiling. I'm going to get him again. Oh, is it on the ceiling? It looked like you were looking up at the ceiling. That's when I mentioned, oh, maybe it is on your ceiling. Well, I was looking at the shelf that's over here. So I was looking at the shelf. Oh, is it over here? Where is that? Look, look, Paul, look at this guy. He's looking up again. <laughs> Classic John. What? Oh, he's looking up. <laughs> oh, he's looking up. Oh, he's looking for up. things. No, he looks I, up. Uh, I don't. I don't look up to either one of you. Uh, <laughs> That's fine. But, but uh, something I will not be looking up at the big screen to watch is the Madam Web movie. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> Who is this movie for? Because we finally got the trailer for this long-awaited Sony pictures of... Wait, so Sony's Marvel Universe of characters? Sony pictures Marvel Universe of characters? What are they calling it? I don't they're, know. They're, they're offshoot of Marvel. Bunk. <laughs> Sony uh, pictures Universe of Marvel movie characters or something. I feel like I keep saying the same thing, but I don't yeah. know because it's a terrible acronym that they have. <laughs> but wow, this definitely looks like a movie in the way only Sony could make. It's got Adam uh, Scott in it. I love Adam Scott. I'm going through watching Parks and Recreation again. And every time he's on screen, he is a treasure. But he's in this movie. Wait, he's in the, he's he play, in this? playing Uncle Ben. Is it Uncle Ben, or is it just... Because he's like a paramedic or something, it looks like. I think he's supposed to be playing Uncle Ben. And then they have Ezekiel from probably the only run that I really liked from the J. Michael Straczynski Amazing Spider-Man. Um, Ezekiel was the other guy with spider powers that kind of clued Peter into the whole totem thing. And then when the energy vampires came from the other dimension, like he was kind of folded into that. He's also the guy that kept... Uh, Cindy Moon safe in a bunker to protect her from the Morloon and his uh, family. But he's like the bad guy of this one. And yeah, Madam Web, like, I, the costume's kind of cool. Like, I don't, I don't mind that. But like, also he didn't well, have very a costume. Spider-Man. Yeah, but he never had a costume because he was just like a dude in a suit with no shoes on. Yeah, uh, but then the, I, the Paul was it you? Suit in this reminds me a lot of like uh, Kane. Yeah, he's like because he had that blue suit and kind of had like veiny web like, things yeah, blue and red paul was it you that was like oh it's spider woman meets final destination or was that john oh that i said final destination. okay yeah because yeah it's madam web played by dakota fanning and she's taking a bunch of other spider women under her web wings or soon to be spider women but because i'm be not but... quite there yet and she sees their future and ezekiel who I didn't know who, who he was. It's like, don't you like he has a line like, don't I have to stop them before they don't you understand what they will become if I don't stop them or something like that? Like, I, I don't the, Nobody was asking for this movie to begin with. But if you sell it to me kind of like, a, OK, like it's a spider versey take with all like the spider girls, spider women, like, OK, that could have been fun, but. We're already getting a better version of stuff like this in the Spider-Verse movies. And I don't I don't know why Sony keeps trying between Morbius, this, the Craven trailer is <clears throat> terrible, too. Like, wh why? 
Why? But, hey, I would there, just if I was Marvel, I'd be like, listen, I'd like to take our name off of this picture. Like, you've really let us down at the last couple showings. There was no just they just look bad, and people keep thinking that they're act like they're Marvel Studio movies. Paul Freeze now. Paul Freeze this time. Maybe maybe he's looking for his camera. Check the ceiling. Got him. Huh? <laughs> what were you gonna say, Paul? I said they there is some marked improvement in this uh, trailer though because there's no scene where a web falls into her blood and gives her her Madam Web powers. So no, unlike the hunter where Craven the hunter that gets like a lion's blood dripped into his own blood. Uh, Morbius, where he gets bat blood dripped into his blood. So, this, this bag is really loud. I'm going to make it a lot nicer. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that noisy. I'm getting my next beer, guys. So this movie also does something that I really hate because not only does it not look good, but it does the whole thing where it's like, oh, the character has psychic power. She can tell the future. And then someone throws something at her. And is like, oh, you didn't see that coming, though. That's a terrible trope. And I hate it. And this movie has it in the trailer. Yeah, I didn't realize that was a trope. I'm like, OK, yeah. I, I haven't seen that before. Did you laugh at it then? No. OK. Because. When she goes, about, when is she going to get the, the webs in her, in her blood? blood? How does she get her powers? Your, I don't know. That's your secret, it. Paul. The webs have been in her blood the whole time. Oh, it's the, it's the blood webs she made along the way. Yeah. But something I would be looking forward to seeing, and this is all just rumors and supposition at this point, but apparently uh, Mr. Pedro Pascal is in talks to play Reed Richards in the upcoming Fantastic Four movie. From the actual Marvel Studios, which I I would like that. Um, he's had a surgence in the genre like pieces lately. I mean, he was in Wonder Woman 84. We don't have to pay attention to that. But Mandalorian, uh, Last of Us, he's he's got his nerd cred. And I think this would propel him into the upper echelon in ways that Mandalorian has already done. But, you know, this will cement him up there. I see Pedro Pascal as, like, just a fun, everyday guy. I don't see him as, like, super genius. Um, And I thought this is... I thought we'd already... It already was said that, like, uh, Matt Smith was up for... Obviously not anymore. But I thought he was up for Reed Richards. And I was like, oh, I could see Matt Smith playing Reed Richards. It was... Again, all all rumor. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing's nothing solid until it's solid. If you tell me the script is Reed Richards must go to Latveria to get his uh, daughter Valeria out, and so it's him and Valeria sneaking through a countryside that hates and vilifies him, and wants nothing more than to destroy himself and his young uh, female ward. I'd be like, oh yeah, Pedro Pascal all the way. Looking for my next beer. <laughs> what uh, what other news did he have, John? Uh, the other news I had was some more casting news of mm. Nicol- Nicholas Holt uh, cast as 
Lex Luthor in Superman Legacy. The Beast? The Beast. Uh, he was rumored a little bit ago to be cast as Lex Luthor, but uh, Nicholas Holt, um, someone who in the last few years has done a lot of a lot of movies and TV shows where I've been like, man, that guy's a really good actor. I like him. I uh, loved him um, in the menu. He was pretty good in Renfield, which wasn't a great movie. Like, I think he was still pretty engaging and electrifying in that. Um, he plays uh, the evil king in. Um, uh, oh, the Russian queen. Uh, oh, the, great, the great. The great. My mom's yes. watching that. She really enjoys it. Catherine That's great. a lot of fun. And he's great. He plays a great asshole well, maybe, buffoon. In maybe that's why this, the show's called The Great. Mm. Yeah. It's all about him, of course. <laughs> and um, something that... Uh, oh, great. I, I don't know. I think he'd be a good Lex Luthor. I think he'd be a good Lex Luthor. Yeah. Do you want him to come in shaved head, or do you want him to start off with hair, and then he loses it due to something with Superman? Uh, I'd rather him just come in with the shaved head, because we already got the Lex Luthor with hair in uh, the really bad Batman versus Superman movie. Wait, did so, he have hair? I'd rather. Or, mm -hmm. or was it yeah. oh, so post-credits he had no hair? Yeah, he gets his head shaved at the end of the movie in prison. Oh, mm. oh okay. Yeah, not great. Bad. No, I, I like him. I'm I'm okay with this this casting. Yeah. Chris then, approved. Uh, Chris approved. And then uh, one last casting thing I have. Uh, comic book writer and producer uh, Robert Kirkman uh, spoiled the reveal of Stephen Yen as... Uh, the Century on a podcast just recently uh, this week. Um, he tells a story about, oh, I was talking to Steven and he calls me. And he's like, oh, man, I just had a costume fitting for the Century. And I look down and I'm yellow and blue. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm playing another yellow and a blue superhero because he's been playing the voicing uh, Invincible. Hmm. And then Robert Kirkman goes, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. Marvel might be mad. But I don't care. They don't pay me. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. He's got that skybound of money now. Yeah. Uh, I'm watching the new season of Invincible. It's been really good so far. Um, yeah, I really liked him as Glenn in The Walking Dead. I like him as Invincible. And the Thunderbolts going up against Sentry has been something that's been rumored for a while since I think they announced the Thunderbolts movie. People were like, oh, they're they got to take out the century. Uh, my my thought is, it's hard not to make this connection, though, but it reminds me of the bad Suicide Squad movie, though, where they get together the group of villains to take out the hero who's become a villain. I'm sure Marvel can probably do it better than DC did, but that Suicide Squad movie was really hard to watch. I haven't watched it. I haven't seen any of the Suicide movies, Suicide Squad movies. There's the James Gunn one, right? Um, no, because I think you're thinking about the Birds of Prey one. Yeah. Which was actually okay. pretty good. Not great, but it was an enjoyable watch. I dug it. But the it's James Gunn Suicide watch. Squad it's... really good. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's 
think that's all I have for my part of the news. Well, uh, Chris, you got a little Star Wars news? No. Oh, wait. Do you have the Star Wars? Who sent that? You sent Who it, sent Chris. That? Did I send that? Oh, it was yeah. me. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't put it on my note sheet. That's why I forgot about it. Um, yeah, it was just announced today that over at Lucasfilm, Mr. Dave Filoni has actually been promoted to their chief creative officer. So he's going to be overseeing everything that's coming out from Lucasfilm uh, officially in the role that he probably should have had already because everything he does has been fantastic. And he's really someone that the fandom does rally behind when they see his name attached to something. And I think that's something that Lucasfilm has kind of needed. Yeah, because there's the... Toxic fans that, you know, and there's some fans that aren't toxic, I'm sure, that don't like, like... Uh, us? <laughs> yeah, Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, but the ones that are like, oh, Kathleen oh, Kennedy yeah. ruined everything. You know, there's some that are very toxic that are just like, as soon as, like, a video of that says Star Wars comes out, they, all they do, you they, you just see post after post of like Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy. Kennedy. Like, they like to say, oh, Solo is bad because of Kathleen Kennedy. Yes, she is the head of the company, but she's also the person responsible for giving you everything you love about Star Wars for the past yeah. 10 years, too. So you, you can't have it both ways. Oh, the the people on the Internet can and they will, Chris. They shouldn't. I'm taking it away from them. Give well, me. Give you me. Just... You guys just hand it over. You can't have it both ways. Well. You got to pick one. It, it, so I read the article real quickly. I didn't see like if somebody else had this role or this role was created for him because there was the, you know, the group, the story group that uh, what is Keepers of the Holocron. Like the those that person, yeah. but they, they, they have really the story group. Of. Like the story group is basically like a Marvel editorial thing where they have like Tom Brevoort, who they <laughs> just like, um has Wolverine ever met Tigra and then someone like rolls in from the other office like oh yeah it happened in uh, X-Men number 142 uh, they went on a date together and it's like okay like there's people that are behind the scenes that mm-hmm. know everything and kind of like guide the story but this so is this kind of putting him like a oh, showrunner for ba- the yeah, universe basically. yeah could be good could be good Ahsoka if was fantastic if you've enjoyed what he's been doing, then it's great. If you want it to get back to like original trilogy roots, maybe uh, not so much. I don't know, but I, I've enjoyed what he's doing. But I think it's new. I think it's it's a divergent take, but it's a good take, and I I've been enjoying it. I think yeah. he's. Sorry. <clears throat> I I don't think they could ever go back to a ridge tridge type story or storytelling now it's it's gotten too big mm-hmm. and if they did go back to that i mean we, we kind of saw that with the sequel trilogy where yeah. it was people's like boo do something new all right here's something new not that new <laughs> but not like that yeah, yeah. kathleen people, kennedy did it again the internet can have it both ways at all times chris no paul they they already gave it back to me they can't <laughs> they all chose aside. Um, the other now, two things can be true at once. But that was all we had for news, right? We got we covered everything. Yeah. I have things, but I don't feel like talking about them. We can do that. <laughs> oh, see you for next week.
Well, because it's news that's not news. Like, the one thing was, like, okay, the director's off of Kang Dynasty, but it's probably because there won't be a Kang Dynasty movie now. But it's the guy that did Shang-Chi, uh, Dustin Daniel uh, Creighton, and he's still going to be doing Shang-Chi, too. So, you know, it's that's fine. And then the other one is uh, we're still going to be getting the Wonder Man show, but it's going to be coming out underneath the Spotlight banner. So it's not going to be like a special presentation like we had previously with yeah. Werewolf by Night. They just came up with something like it's like a one shot. Right here we are. We're going to focus on this character. It's a a spotlight. Hey, has uh the Marvels bounced back at all, or is it still not doing great? I think it's still not doing great. I wanted to see it, but just I've been so busy this past week I haven't had a chance to. And then I was thinking about going to see it on Thanksgiving because we're going to. Disney Springs for dinner, but that's also the day that uh, Disney's Wish is coming out, and that's something that we wanted to see too. So we're probably going to see that. Yeah, it lost. Oof. Okay, so can I go domestic weekend? Here we go. Ooh, it dropped in its second weekend, uh, 78.1%. So it went from 46 million to just 10 million. Went from number one opening weekend to number four. It <clears> opened <throat> that week. Was it something huge that it lost to? Okay, God- the Hunger Games. Godzilla? It lost, ooh, Hunger Games, which I could see, okay, that was going to be a bigger movie. But that only opened up at at 44.6. Trolls band together, okay. Uh, you know, the Trolls movie family movie that opened at 30 million but it also lost to thanksgiving that horror movie from tristar pictures which looks great it looks fun it's something different so i understand people but, going to see that but you don't expect that much of a fall off from like a, a yeah, big tier movie. and that's big, i think that's the thing if you told me that thanksgiving opens a week after the marvels i would i would have thought that the marvels would have still been Number one or number two at the box office, and it yeah, wouldn't I, have lost out to Thanksgiving. I mean, Hunger Games got the begging board bump because we were talking about prequels on the last episode, so obviously everyone had to go out and see that. Um, trolls? I, I've never seen the trolls. Trolls, trolls movies are fun. Is there one or two of them? I don't. There's two of them. Okay, so this is the like third. Some shorts, and I think they even did like a show. Yeah. See that like that's one of those properties I have nothing involved with, so it's a uh, jukebox movie. Juke I'm not surprised that it beat it, but I'm I'm surprised Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh but hey, the Marvel still made more money than Taylor Swift the Aeros Tour movie. Though the Taylor Swift Aeros Tour movie only shows on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So mm. there is that. And the Marvels would have to triple its box office in order to catch up to the Taylor Swift. So, mm. yeah. Paul just wanted to talk about Taylor Swift. That's yep. why he brought all this up. But yeah. you know what I want to talk about? Your, your next beer? The comic, the comic books that are coming I'm out? I'm going to go into beer because I want to oh. talk about it before I, before I finish it. <clears throat> Guys, I'm going to hold off on in, until uh, you're ready to talk about Christmas beers. So... John, what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking from Community Beer Works. Their single order hazy IPA coming in at 7%. Uh, and this is a really nice, um, really nice IPA. 
Is it uh, Hayburner esque or is it something completely different? Um, it's in that realm. It's got a little bit of a sweetness to it, a little bit of a bitterness to it. It's really well balanced. Um, <clears throat> it's a beer that you could. It's got a nice like sweet citrus. Like it's a beer you could sit and drink and have a nice time. Like it would go great with a single order of wings. Um, but it's a really nice citrusy IPA. It's really good. Uh, I'm also drinking an IPA that does have a nice little bit of like a citrusness to it. Uh, it's from Sloop Brewing. This is their No Santa. It's a New England style IPA. Uh, 6.5% ABV. This is very delightful. I picked up a four pack of this as well. I haven't had a lot of stuff from Sloop, but everything I have had hit has been an IPA, I think, and they've all been pretty good. So I was like, yeah, I'll enjoy this. Um, I just don't understand the name. It's part of their No Series. Okay, because it's not like a holiday beer. Like, there's nothing to it that says, like, oh, this is like a holiday. It just... So what else is in the No Series? No Pumpkin, which is in... uh, Comes out in the fall, and that's uh, IPA. Um, I think it's called No Green Beer. And that's there to put it out for St. Patrick's Day. So this is the naming convention is basically like because of when they're releasing it, but it's not yeah. that style of beer. Okay. Yeah. Fun makes yeah. sense, but I I was looking but, for yeah. seasonal stuff to pick up because you know we're heading into Thanksgiving time and I drank a lot of pumpkin beers this year, but nothing on the show because everything that I was able to pick up was all things that I had previously. So it's like I don't need to talk about pumpkin again like i don't need to talk about warlock for the 10th year in a row come um, on chris talk about beers you've already had at christmas parties and stuff man just you know dive right in later i have the two xmas i'll get there this is good i'm just kind of kind of sad that there's nothing like ah yes i can i can hear the sleigh bells jingling in the can like just it's a good ipa though. yes it's an ipa and I mean, Sloop does a, does do a good job. I, and like you, you hit it on the head, Chris, when you said like, I've had multiple things from them that are always good. Um, and that's what they do. They they just make good beer, like good IPAs. Have they you do a been good job to Sloop? Because I see they're somewhere in New York. <clears throat> no, uh, they're more towards like Albany. Okay, Hopewell Junction. I don't know if maybe like business trip took you out there. No, I didn't. No. Unfortunately, it'd be cool if I did, they did. It would be cool, and you know what else will be cool? Like new comic books coming out this week. Yeah, uh, November twenty second, twenty twenty three. John turned off his mic so he could blow his nose. That's fine. You didn't have to call attention to it. I could. You could have just jumped into the book that you're talking about. No, because people need no, to, he to, to throw each other. it to me. Because I need to throw it to John again, John. What book is Chris uh, looking yeah. forward to? Uh, I don't know. He didn't tell me, but he did say my book would be his pick if I didn't pick it. That's that's why I did that. Oh, so you're looking forward uh, to so the book that Chris is looking I'm forward looking to. For, yeah. So I'm looking Paul's forward to Paul's playing games Batman. within games now. <laughs> Paul, don't look up. He's on some Madam uh, Web stuff right now. Oh, no. He got asshole in his blood, and he turned into an asshole. 
Uh, I'm looking from DC Batman Offworld number one, written by Jason Aaron, art by Doug Mankey. Um, this is a younger Batman who gets pulled into uh, the universe beyond the stars to fight in the cosmos. Um, yeah, Batman in space, written by Jason Aaron. I'll take it. Yeah, this is uh, Jason Aaron's first. Uh, DC work or first Batman work? I know we talked about it a while ago when it was announced. Um, Doug Mankey, of course, we know him very well from reading Green Lantern, so we know he can do outer space alien stuff really well. So, yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys picked up any of your books uh, from last week at all, but there were previews of this in all the DC books, and it, it looks cool. I didn't, so I didn't. I spent most of my day-to-day reading comic books out on my uh, patio because it was so hot in my apartment. It was actually cooler outside. Cool. Yeah. Spent Florida most of my day working and having to go back and forth to my work truck in the rain in, you know, 40-degree temperature. So Would have preferred that to being stuck in my apartment. Because there there came a time where I was, I, I was just like, it's more comfortable out here. But I'm also just sick of sitting outside, so I went back in and I played Marvel Snap on my phone for a while, just sweating. And I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> but you know what? I did it anyways. Much like I have to ask Paul what book he's looking forward to. Oh, yeah, you have to ask me. It's in the contract. It's in the contract. Uh, and Someone has con- to ask him what book he's looking forward to at least once a week. <laughs> Immortal X-Men, number 17. Uh, So this is coming out of the fallout of the, uh, we read it, the big party, the Hellfire Gala, where the uh, Orcus came and, you know, kind of wiped out uh, Krakoa. Uh, Xavier said that he would stay there on Krakoa, uh, but now there's some, for some reason, he has to leave to go to Muir, Muir Island instead. And uh, apparently, this is also tying into the Jean Grey book because this is going in with uh, something is very wrong with Jean or something is very right. And I think I've been seeing previews in the Marvel books for this or I'm just getting confused between this book and the Jean Grey book. But either way, I'm going to pick it up. Uh, Yeah. Written by uh, one of Chris's boys, uh, Karen Gillen. He's one of my boys. I haven't read anything from him in a while. <clears throat> consider him one of my boys. Well, maybe we'll read Immortal X-Men. Who knows? Who knows? We we do have a uh, monthly look back coming up. Chris. Hey. I know you were looking forward to Batman and Sp- Batman in space. But uh, what other? I was. I'm still looking forward to it, even though I didn't get to pick it. Um, it's Jason Aaron. Like, it's, it's going to be weird. Uh, something else that's probably going to be pretty weird is my pick coming out from Image Comics, and this is the Holy Roller, number one. Uh, this is being written by superstar comic book writer Rick Remender, uh, but then he's also being assisted with Andy Samberg from Saturday Night Live, The Lonely Island, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, you know, Hot Rod, you know all of his work. Uh, but then also being co-co-written by Joe Troman, uh, guitarist from the band Fallout Boy. Uh, 
such as really weird creators on this. Uh, art by Roland Bashi, who I don't know, but the story is focusing on a pro bowler that has to quit his dream job to go home to take care of his ailing father. Uh, but then when he gets home, he finds out the town's been taken over by neo-Nazis. So the only thing he can do is to become a vigilante who socks it to the Nazis using his bowling skills. They say it's Kingpin meets Inglorious Bastards meets Batman uh, with equal parts action and humor. Uh, it's 42 pages for $3.99. This, this is a bargain. I feel like I'm losing money if I'm not buying this. It sounds like it's just going to be a weird, fun book. Something in long <clears throat> line with uh, what Robert Kirkman used to do with something like Battle Pope, where it's just like, hey, here's this weird idea for a comic book. I'm going to have fun telling the story. Uh, yeah, so that's going to be my pick. Who knows? We might wind up reading this one if uh, I don't read, I don't like Outsiders. Or maybe John likes it. We'll read it for his pick, but I don't know. I'm not locked in for my pick for uh, the look back yet this month, so we'll see. What it, sounds, it sounds fun and weird, so I like it. It's creative. I like it when they're creative. It's just weird, and I love it. And you know what else I love? Dramatic reading. And now, a dramatic reading from World's Finest, number five, page 13, panel three. That was a dramatic reading from World's Finest, number five, page 13, panel three. I loved it because it was over before I could even get my phone open (laughs) to see the panel John was reading. And that's what you get sometimes because we pick these at random. Nice. That's right. Keep on rolling. Uh, but something that we're not going to pick at random, uh, and this is going to be our favorite Thanksgiving Day foods. Oh, this is not scientific. Yet. This is not a tier even, list. Not even just favorite. We are going to be building a tier list here. So let me get this shared to you boys. Yeah, share you, it. You got to see this. So Stop let being me, so scared let me, and share it. Let me hit share screen, because like I said, up at the front of the show, we're heading into Tears and Rain, where we are going to be picking a weird topic. We're going to be building a tier list based off that topic uh, to pick once and for all what the best of the best is. And coming up to the Thanksgiving holiday, I figured there's no better place to start than Thanksgiving foods. Um so share to your screens, and I'll share this on our Instagram and our Facebook, everything. Once we build this list, uh, we have our tier list. It starts with S tier. S tier is the highest possible tier. This is what you're filling your plate on. This is what you're going back to get seconds with. Perfection. Then we have our A tier, our B tier, C tier, D tier, and then finally F tier. F tier, it does not belong on your Thanksgiving plate. Who even brought this? Okay. D, we'll say D is what you eat just because, you know, someone in the family, maybe a family friend brought it. Um, We have to just make a show of it like, oh, grandma's corn casserole. Here we go. Mm. It's weird to leave the whole cabinet this year, grandma, but you know what? Thank you. Um, You guys have seen tier lists before. Any questions? No, I'm I'm ready. All right. Uh, I, I might be bumping up a, a couple of these items because hey, of childhood nostalgia. That's okay. We are going to talk our way through this. 
So, like, okay, so we are creating. There, there will be discussion. We are creating this. So, guys, we're starting off with the big boy, the centerpiece himself, the turkey. Oh, okay. I, I mean, thought we were just gonna go from S list and be like, oh, okay, no, you, who's, who's you, you, you build the you build the tier list. Okay. We, See, I think tier uh, turkey is actually like a B for me. Mm. I know it's the centerpiece. It's re- but I've never had good turkey on Thanksgiving. I've it says had more more about <laughs> you and your family than the turkey. Yeah. It, it's always a little drier than you want. It's it's the the turkey is put in the oven and it's kind of yeah they baste it and everything like that. But it's kind of like the set and forget things. I think there's more love and care that goes into prepping some of the other parts of Thanksgiving than the turkey uh i I would disagree because i i've put a lot of love in turkeys over the last 10 years of cooking turkeys for thanksgiving you guys have done uh, like a a bag and board like barbecue boys about turkey Mm -hmm. i've all learned nothing from that no the turkey that i cooked for myself and kate turned out great i loved it kate thought it was a little over herbed but I think that was a that was a better turkey that I've had than any Thanksgiving meal. And that's all I'm saying. I'm saying that when it comes to Thanksgiving, it seems like the turkey is the thing that gets rushed the most. And uh, in my experience, and this is my, you know, I can only talk to you about what I've experienced. I haven't had John's Thanksgiving turkey. You know? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, we've, I've spatchcock turkeys. We've cooked turkeys breast side down. So all the dark meat juices go into the breast meat like we've cooked them many different ways and in like i'd say the last 10 years uh i i think i've had some of the best turkeys and that's like my sister and i like we would just like sit and find recipes and be like oh okay we need to brine our turkey so then we would cook up get the brine going put it in ice put it put it in there take it out put it in the next morning like we we spent a lot of time i would say getting to a point where we've like perfected the turkey more than just like your grandma putting it in the oven and basting it a little bit like mm-hmm. we've we've spent a lot of time getting those flavors right finding great ways to cook it and now that we smoke it i that i smoke it like i spend we looking up recipes writing stuff down kind of getting stuff together to to make a a good turkey to me i think turkey is it's the star of the show like it's number one on your plate like that your your plate that you're taking up and you're making your plate or things are being passed around like turkey's the center turkey's turkey's number one so john we'll, we'll start with you then where do you put turkey i put it at the top best tier S tier. Sorry, you... I'm, I'm closer to the computer, but now I'm farther away. And if I bring it closer, you're just guys. Ah. So, Paul, you say B tier. B tier. Yeah, it's something I'm going to take. I'm going to be happy that I'm having it. But it, I, I, I've had better turkeys at other meals. I'm going to split the difference with you guys. And if we want to argue any more points, that's absolutely fine. For me, I'm going to say turkey's A. So kind of like right between you two, because it is the focal dish like it is what you are there to have it's also the only time of year that i eat turkey that's not just 
in like deli meat form. Like I'm not going anywhere and just being like, oh, give me give me the turkey. Every time we go to a theme park, I'm always looking at the turkey legs being like, I've, I've never had a theme park turkey leg. People love them. But you know what? They're awful. I, I've never had one because turkey's for Thanksgiving. So I didn't mind the turkey leg that I got at the Renaissance Fair. I submit to you guys turkey to the A. I, I, I think sure. it's I think, John, you, you yes, you do a great job with your turkey, but I think that's you are the exception, not the rule. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm I'm good with that. All right. Well, another rule we have is dessert has to come after dinner. Mm-hmm. And I think the star dessert of Thanksgiving is always going to be the pumpkin pie. Yeah. Pumpkin pie is one of those quintessential Thanksgiving offerings. Uh, I'm going to say, for me, pumpkin pie is S-tier. I think it is such a star. Like, there's always a discussion, who's who's doing the pumpkin pie? Are you, are you making it? Are you just bringing, like, the frozen, like, Marie Calendar one? It doesn't matter. They're still really good. And the fact that pumpkin pie has become such a prevalent flavor profile throughout everything it's in your drinks it's in your snacks it's in your treats it's in your coffees i think pumpkin pie and like the pumpkin spice <laughs> has become something bigger than thanksgiving can can hold itself and that's why i submit pumpkin pie for s tier yeah I, I think you're exactly right especially when you say how now it's actually outgrown just its its station at the the dessert table of of the Thanksgiving meal. It has become ubiquitous with the fall season. When people think fall, they think pumpkin spice and uh, pumpkin spice is really just pumpkin pie flavor. Uh, so our pumpkin beers, would we have pumpkin ales without pumpkin pie? No. It is it is Uber. It is the Uber of uh of the fall season, and that's why I think it, it also deserves to be in the S tier. Well, I'm gonna go one hundred percent against both of you because I hate pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin pie is F. Pumpkin pie I don't even consume it. I don't want it to be offered it to, to me. Uh, even if you're like, oh, just have a little sliver. You've never had my pumpkin pie. It tastes like pumpkin pie, and I don't want it. You, you don't like? Do you not like pumpkin spice to anything? Not really. Like I, I've enjoyed pumpkin beers. They're not my favorite beers. At this point, right now, I'm good not having a pumpkin beer. But um, pumpkin pie, spice things, pumpkin spice things. The only thing pumpkin I like are my mom's pumpkin cookies. Because mm-hmm. they're pumpkin ninny. Because um, they're pumpkin ninny. But, uh, but yeah, like, to me, pumpkin pie is, is F. Oof. I said it was S. Is there a uh, compromise where we can go D or C? Uh, I'm, if, I'm, if you guys want to go C, I'm fine with that. Because I understand the love other people have for pumpkin pie. Okay. Pumpkin pie is something that has to be at a Thanksgiving dinner for 99% of the people mm-hmm. having Thanksgiving dinner. Now, John, you haven't started one of these. Where, where would you put apple pie? 
Uh, I prefer apple pie to pumpkin pie. Um, but I'm like, uh, apple pie, I'd probably put a step over pumpkin pie. But if you're going to put pumpkin pie where we put it, I would put them on the same equal footing. Okay. I feel like. Are that- you just not a dessert person when it comes to Thanksgiving? Well, like, what's your dessert? I, because I'm looking at I the love- rest of the tier list and I don't see any other dessert. Well, take it out. Casserole is kind of a dessert. Um, I don't, would, I, don't don't get too don't get too far ahead, Paul. Focus, focus, focus. I'm focused. I love I love apple pie. Apple pie would probably be the thing I preferred. It's my preferred pie for Thanksgiving. I I would have that. I would put that up higher on mm-hmm. my list. I up thought it was higher. just like one mm-hmm. up higher. Now is it just one thing per category? No, no, no. Or can it? Can no, there, there can multiples. be multiple things in a, in yeah. a tier list. Okay. And then once we start putting stuff in like the same tier, we can you work within that tier because if you want to say, oh well, apple pie is also C, then we figure like, well, is it better or worse than pumpkin pie because pumpkin pie is already at C. See, I'm thinking if now now that you, Chris, you kind of put it at B, and I think I can't put it above pumpkin pie. And John I can't already either. said that he's okay with it being equal even with pumpkin pie. So let's drop it down to C. I, I'm i comfortable with that, but I'm going to put it behind pumpkin pie because I can eat an apple pie yeah. any time of year, and it's, it's still going to hit the same way. But there's just something about Thanksgiving dinner. You've had a whole mess of food, hors d'oeuvres, you've had snacks, you've had like probably three plates of food. It comes around to dessert time. You do that sliver of pumpkin and you do that sliver of apple, you'll love them both, but I always love the pumpkin just a little yeah. bit more. Also, during this time of year, you, you can get an apple crumble. You know, uh, what is that called? A, uh, or it's just a Dutch, Dutch apple pie? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But uh, Oh, I, I, I don't think there's an actual name for it, but it's when you take an apple, you cut it up, you put it in the microwave with some like sugar and some cinnamon on it, and then you just... Yeah, you could do that like an apple bake, a baked apple or something like that. But no, I'm thinking that's a reference to something that Paul requested from John's like elderly (laughs) grandmother grandmother on her deathbed. She actually unplugged her own breathing uh, support system in order to plug in the microwave to make it for me. It was very nice. It was the spike. No, no, Paul, you unplugged her to plug your phone in. To plug in my phone. Yeah. 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 Next one, <laughs> something we can all agree we love. This is just the biscuits. Again, they could be homemade. They could just be the store bought, like the like the Pillsbury like house rolls. Where do you guys put biscuits? Biscuits aren't necessary. They they've never been on my family table. Really? Biscuits, oh, dinner okay. rolls. Rolls, yeah. Well, yeah, it's like homemade that's... rolls, but not biscuits. Okay. So okay. biscuits are different. Are we putting? Bi- are are rolls on there as well? Rolls are also just... on there. Okay, I read it. B- biscuits are like a little bit flakier. Biscuits are good we're... for other meals. They're not a Thanksgiving meal for me. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're usually like dinner rolls. Okay. For, for it. So I'm okay with putting this at like the D tier. Yeah, they're not awful. True. Because I do like a, I... A, a light flaky buttery. I biscuit, would but... probably prefer a biscuit 
to a roll, but also when they have we have them at the table, I usually don't grab a roll because I'm going to have stuffing. So that's my my bread of choice. Soggy bread. I mean, you, the reason for the season, you just load up on bread now. Um, like- next one. Guys, I'm going to preface this one off by just saying childhood lied to me because I was always told and under the impression that Brussels sprouts were the most disgusting, grossest food ever. Like, icky. Yeah, because gross. But much like Captain America said, the food is a lot better. We used to boil everything. And that's what used to happen to the Brussels sprouts. Now people know. To roast Ooh. them. Oh my gosh, delicious. Like You throw some oil on them, you get them all nice and crispy, where it's basically charred <laughs> on the outside, and then you crunch in, and and it's got the flaky I'm, salt on I'm top. I'm telling you, oh, yes, like so oh, like a balsamic yes. on top of it, like like with like a little like Parmesan. Mm-hmm. A thing of beauty. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Are they, they grew uh, up and they were boiled. Yeah. And they were awful because they were tiny little cabbages that were sour. Or they were steamed in the microwave. Yeah. Like everything so was microwaved. Uh, I love Brussels sprouts. I've been making this really good um, Parmesan cream Brussels sprouts that are really good. I could share the recipe to you guys. Please do. Uh, I love, it's really I love easy and it's delicious. Uh, but Brussels sprouts not on uh, our table for Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's, it's for me. It's not a Thanksgiving food. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can see that. So put it not that food. I dislike them. If I went somewhere that had them, I would want them prepared in any of the the ways that we had said. My biggest concern would be that they would not be, and this would be that dish that so someone just like threw them in like a piece of uh like corningware microwaved it for like four minutes and i'm like all right i brought the sprouts guys yeah i think we can do them right but i think ultimately brussels sprouts they're not a thanksgiving food and if someone does bring them they're probably not going to be done properly yeah. so i'm gonna put it in F. okay yeah yeah because much like why i wanted to drop turkey down i can under yeah i will i will i will say yes that we should drop it at least yeah because i was thinking okay they're d tier but you're right. Most of the time, someone's gonna not going to put that love and attention into it. No. They're they're from the old school, mm-hmm. in the words of Captain America, Steve Rogers. Yeah, boiled everything. And I'm I'm, uh, I'm good with that. Uh, next one, squash. Oh, one of my favorite things to get on my really plate. Okay. Yes, this is one of those things mash. that I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, a spoonful, like yeah, not like a heaping spoonful. I'm gonna take like a depending on how it's done, like. A couple cubes, maybe. If it's like mashed, I'll take like a dollop. I don't need a lot of squash. Not, not that I don't like it. Just it's not my go-to. When I mean, yes, I can go get seconds, I can get thirds, but when you pick up that plate, real estate is at a prime because I know the turkey's going to take up like a good quadrant of it. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. I do I donate more another quadrant <laughs> to squash? We still got a lot of things coming up. I don't think I can. I might have one slice of white meat, you know, on my plate of turkey. That squash is taking up that that, also, that extra also, room. John said his uh, recipe. You didn't say there were bacon with it too. <laughs> Garlic parmesan, <laughs> sprouts with bacon. It's yes. like, hey, hey, 
You want to be healthy? You want to eat Brussels sprouts? Shut your damn mouth. You don't want to be healthy, but you're going to yeah. eat these sprouts anyways. Boom. Creamy garlic parmesan with bacon sprouts. <laughs> oh, they're so good. They're, they're like even, they're even There's they're hardly any Brussels next, sprouts in it. They're even better than next day. That's what makes it good. Day, the next day, oh, they're even better. Uh, I'm not a squash guy. Uh, I don't know if it's, it's the same thing. I'm not a pumpkin pie guy like that. Snapdorfan, squashy fan. Um, so this is something I will leave off my plate. Okay. Um, so it's not like, and it's not often. We didn't often have this on our Thanksgiving table. So Paul, you are the big squash defender yeah. here. Where yeah, do I, you put it? And then we, we it, will. It is the prelude to the pumpkin pie, the squash. It is the. <laughs> It is like, hey, I know you're eating dinner right now. We know you can't be eating the pumpkin pie, but this is cl- as close to it as you can get. Especially if your mom lets you bust out a little bit of cinnamon to put on top of it with a big old slab of butter. You're you're basically there, pal. Uh, Paul's talking so, crazy. What if they don't, his parents would never allow him to use the cinnamon? Right. <laughs> no, no. It it would be Paul's dad being like cinnamon. No. And then Paul's mom being like, it's a holiday. (laughs) When we made a money. Like three cents worth of cinnamon going on that squash there. I I had flashes of everybody hates Chris in that. (laughs) You know, I grew up and there were some money troubles, but my parents never like made that a thing. So. You know, my dad wouldn't be like, oh, that's three cents of cinnamon there. They never made it that th- that kind of thing. They, it might have been running through their heads. And maybe that's why. But, yeah, no, I, I would put. I'm Paul's getting a lot the of whole time where he's, he's just putting a pinch. His head's just going like, no, like just staring at him like. <laughs> well, I guess I'm not having any cinnamon now. Well, it all started because there was, a time, it all. there was a time that Paul walked through the kitchen and he had like a cinnamon stick sticking out from behind his ear. And it was just like, whoa! That's how you disrespect the spices. Oh, Dad, I'm grinding my own. Let me... And my micro... Uh, Microplane. Plane. Thank you. Squash Boy, uh, where's uh, it going? I was going to put it S tier. Getting a lot of pushback Oof, now. Yeah. <laughs> I think the highest I could go with Squash is probably B or C. I would put it as C, but because okay. Paul, it's Paul's favorite, I'm good putting it at B. Okay. As Paul it even is, said, it's above pumpkin pie to him. It, well, it's, it's just bizarre. It's the dinner version of pumpkin pie. <laughs> he treats it like a, a pumpkin pie appetizer. Yes. Like I want, I want a little taste of it now because I'm gonna get the rest now, later. Ugh, ugh, oh. Get this, get this foul bird off my plate. More squash. Only wait, the wait, finest wait. gourds for me. What, what's the cinnamon situation? And how many pads of butter may I have? <laughs> that's that's so, why when, you know, leading up to Thanksgiving, when you go out to a restaurant and they have those pads of butter out, you know, in the in the little containers, little, you know what I'm talking about. Little, yeah. You, you take those home with you just just to be able to bust them out. You grab them out of your pocket on Thanksgiving. 
It's now the butt is nice and soft because they've been in your pocket waiting for this moment. <laughs> Paul's in the corner of like Thanksgiving, like everyone's watching the Lions game on TV, and he's just like popping butter packets out and eating his like bazooka Joe. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> on top of my squash, man. Not a not straight. I don't just sit there eating butter. Like I'm up in Toronto waiting no, for I'm my sorry. meal. I'm sorry. Pops open the butter. A little bit of cinnamon on top of it. <laughs> Girls it away in those cheeks. Looks around, making sure nobody saw him. And Doris doesn't know. Anna caught him, though. Yep. Can't get anything past her. But, uh, Something, yeah. though, that needs no accoutrement served with it. Next up is jellied cranberry. This is just that can of cranberry sauce. It's served exactly how it looks as soon as it comes out of the can, just plopped on a plate. Maybe you're putting on airs, you're slicing it, but you know you know what it is. Uh, just cran- had it recently. Oh, go ahead. Cran- cranberry, not my favorite. But if I'm going to have cranberry, I want it from the can. I don't want somebody wow, okay. making their own. Oh, it's more of a... Um, like a chutney, a, almost. A chutney or a marmalade. I just give me that canned stuff. I'm gonna take a scoop with my spoon. I'll put it on my plate. I'll eat it whole, and then I'm good. Slurp it so, up. So, and then next year, I'm good for another scoop. Paul. Yeah, the gel. I, I have got grown past the jellied cranberry. I need the chutney because the the chut the cranberry chutney stuff. On top of my dried out piece of white meat chicken or uh, turkey. Don't talk about it, Kate that way. It makes it edible. <laughs> um, Kitty cat I, games to extreme over here. <laughs> over at the over at the table. Uh, I um, just recently had it when I cooked up, you know, uh, smoked up the turkey, um, the the canned stuff because that's what we had and it was like easy uh, for a side. And it just, it didn't hit the same. I thought nostalgia would bring something back for me See. because the can was all I had growing up until we started yeah. having Thanksgiving here and, you know, with my uh, grandparents. And my grandmother made a great cranberry sauce and the can just went out the window. And apparently, I, I there's you can't go home again. Like, so, I, yeah. I'm glad my, you mentioned the nostalgia because for me, I only ever had the jelly cranberry sauce for years i think i i didn't have the actual like homemade cranberries until i was probably like 12 or 13 and i was like yeah. i was like it was not like a sense of revulsion to it but it was kind of one of those like what is that that that's not cranberry sauce like it was like a weird like because at that alien. point i don't get it but at that point we were both chris i think i had a very similar uh thing to you it's like wait how could you improve <laughs> what comes out of the can you can't so why did he try it why did he waste everybody's time here when he could have just got the can <laughs> bring me the can i and do now, like the jellied cranberry so john you were probably the biggest canned cranberry denier so where does this land for you and we'll, we'll no talk he's the him. biggest proponent i think i oh no yeah that's right you you were like no give me that I would, I'd say give me that over those things. And growing up, my grandmother used to make, like, she used to have to, she had a, a mold. She'd 
boil cranberries, make mm-hmm. a real one. She had a cranberry grinder. She would grind the cranberries. Um, and she'd put grapes and nuts and stuff in it. Like she made, she'd make that. And I would, would always be like, I'm good with the can lady. And I used well, to, it sounds her. like she was doing too much. That's why. <laughs> as soon as you um, mentioned grapes and nuts, I'm like, no, no. Yeah, I didn't like, they, they would make a separate one without the nuts and I would have like a bite out of it. But I really wanted the can over that. I think can is, um, you know, C or D. I'm okay uh, with it being C. I'm okay with it being C because, again, the nostalgia of it. Now, do yeah. you put it above or below no, or in between? Bo- it's it's, it's okay. bottom. It's, it's below, yeah, the, it's pies. below uh, the pies. Next, boys, I think something of a dark horse when it comes to Thanksgiving dinner. This is the green bean casserole. Paul says no. He made a face and <clears> shook <throat> his head. This is the only way I could eat mushrooms growing up because – it was the cream of mushroom soup mm-hmm. mixed with the the green beans and then topped with the French fried onions. This is what awakened my love of French fried onions mm-hmm. that I will now just go buy a can and eat it like popcorn. I think green bean casserole is one of my favorite sides when it comes to like a Thanksgiving or holiday party because uh, Paul, this is a mainstay at your holiday party because yeah. it's uh, Greg and Aaron. Yeah, Aaron yeah. makes a good one. It's a she. She makes a good. I never liked green bean casserole until I ate Aaron's, mm-hmm. and then I always ask her like, "What do you do?" And she tells me, and I'm like, "That's what I do because I tried making this for Thanksgiving." Oh, she didn't tell you the secret ingredient. It's love. Oh, um, but because I liked Aaron's, Caitlin and I have experimented with making it and we get fresh green beans and we roast them and then we mix them with the tomato soup and the onions and we doctor it up tomato soup so yeah that's why you're or, going wrong it's sorry right there mushroom soup yeah cream mushroom soup um so we've we've doctored it up um and it's come out pretty good that it's something that we do do on a regular basis for Thanksgiving now. So green bean casserole to me, I mean, Paul's got his squash there on uh B. I think green bean casserole would go there. I was I, gonna say me personally, green bean casserole would probably be A tier because it's one of my favorite sides. Mm-hmm. But I I can see like it could be done poorly. Like it comes out like too soupy, not enough of the fried onions on on top of it, like it needs to be that perfect balance. Yeah. I will agree with one thing that John said. Doo doo. It's doo doo. So we're gonna put it in front of the squash though, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think if you guys are I I just don't like it. Kate loves it. Kate I do it's... like it more than squash. I would put it above squash, but if Paul's that like venomously against it, I'm okay with putting it still behind it i am more against it cartoonishly because kate likes it so much so i'm okay. more against okay it well that's gonna go ahead of squash yeah, so go ahead and put it ahead of squash yeah you're gonna get squash. yeah there we go uh all right uh getting back into our carbs we have cornbread it, much like biscuits cornbread can be great it's just not a thanksgiving thing for me yeah for i i agree i i need 
if I'm doing cornbread, it needs to be ribs. It needs to be brisk. It needs to be a smoked item. Yeah, granted, you can smoke a turkey. Just did a couple weeks ago. But nothing of that smoked recipe for my turkey made me think, oh, yeah, this cornbread would be better than like crescent rolls or something else. You know, so, yeah, I'm so nothing. We we don't do cornbread, but my mother-in-law makes a corn casserole, which is made with Jiffy cornbread, corn, cream corn, cheese. And it's delicious because I hate cornbread, just cornbread on its own. But the cornbread casserole, I would put up. Cornbread can go. What is that? F? I, I think cor- for me, cornbread doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. And Thanksgiving. Like, is yeah. I love cornbread. Do yeah. not get me wrong. Like, cornbread is delicious. But like Paul said, it has to go alongside like a, bar- a barbecue item. Mm-hmm. So I'm I would put it behind the Brussels sprouts. In the F tier. Could you rename F tier to not Thanksgiving? I, I definitely can. I have that power. Then let's move biscuits down to not Thanksgiving. I, I think. Because biscuits, I, biscuits. I think there are people that have biscuits and there's people that have rolls. I've, yeah. I've been at parties where it's like you hear like the pan or not the pan, the uh, like the. The key, tube pop. Is it, like the tube i guess yeah. tube is the right word for it yep. like because that's what that's what they do they do the like the the crescent rolls and that, that's that's a biscuit it's a little mini croissant i, I think biscuits stay on because if i go to someone's thanksgiving and they have biscuits i'm still gonna be like okay this is fine like cornbread i would probably be like you have cornbread here Cornbread needs to be served with a meat that is very, very greasy. Mm. I don't know why. It needs to sop up the plate drippings. But next, another uh, vegetable side dish. We have corn. And the picture that they show is little, like, half ears of corn. I think mm-hmm. more often than not, we're used to just having, like, the dish of yeah. corn. corn. I like corn. Kernels. Yeah. I don't yeah. like corn enough that I'm like, give me a big spoonful of this. Like, I'm fine with like a little bit of corn or if it's in like a succotash where there's like other vegetables with it. I, I'm not a corn guy unless I'm just like getting like an ear of roasted corn. And usually that's not what you're getting at Thanksgiving. You're getting the microwaved dish of corn that they threw butter <clears throat> and some salt in. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, there we go. That's fine. Uh, I think the Thanksgiving plate is a war. It, you know, you got to battle plan it. You got to have the things that basically border the other things because they work well. For me, squash, corn, mashed potatoes. Whoa! Don't get don't get too far ahead, boy. Because corn's got to go next to your mashed potatoes because they, they got to go next to the well, they can they can mix and they're and they're gonna they're gonna be the buffer zone between the squash. And also, I can get a spoon, a little bit of squash, a little bit of corn, or that little bit of because my squash is always mashed squash. Get that little bit of pop, a little bit of texture. Then same thing with mashed potatoes. Scoop in from the other side, mashed potatoes into the corn. A little bit of pop, a little bit of texture with that mashed potato goodness. So good. Corn needs to be on my plate, and it's going to be a great buffer zone. It's going to be right up there with. 
I, I'm not going A tier. I'm okay. going. I would go B. I'd go B. I'm okay with it being B, but we have also above. in the B tier we have our green bean casserole and squash. It needs to go above green bean casserole. John, I'm good Corn's with it going. Than... I would take I would take corn on my plate over green bean casserole. Okay, so I will move it up above that. You know, now that we're really looking at that whole let's squash should be above green bean casserole, right? No. No, I again like green bean casserole. Like if you offered me both of them right now, it'd be like I would not mind like a bowl full of green bean casserole. I could probably demolish that right now. You offer me squash, I'm gonna say I'm okay, even though I'm hungry. I'm gonna be like, no, that not that's fine. Yeah, I don't need that. That that Paul, that squash is that high because of your love for it. That is all. That is all. And I will have whole meals of just butternut squash. Yeah, so we'll, my we'll wife eat, eat both eat a half yes. of butternut squash. Oh, have you had a honey nut squash, Paul? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Acorn squash I've had. So, oh. but maybe not honey nut. Get a honey nut because they're smaller mm-hmm. and they're, they're, they're not selling flavor. On that. Uh, they they taste better. Paul's just picking it up and eating it like an apple. Like he needs <laughs> he needs a squash. Uh, this next yeah. one, though, Quite I feel is going to be kind of divisive. And we talked about this a little bit because this is the actual cranberry sauce. This is the the homemade, the chutney. Like, this is the actual cranberries uh, that someone has taken the time to mash, grind, chop. However, they're, they're preparing it. I'm fine with this being in the same tier as jellied and above jelly. But it definitely is below pies. Paul. Uh, cranberry sauce, much like in the words of the movie, uh, what, the Big Lebowski. It really ties the room together, man. The cranberry sauce is the thing that ties the whole plate together. Before, I just said how corn is a great thing that you know divides two different items. Cranberry sauce has that zest to it. It's is like that tang. Out- it's, it's a tang, tang. It's that palate cleanser in between the different items, but somehow works with all the items. Yeah. If you have a scoop of anything with the cranberry sauce, somehow it still works. It's a magical thing. It just really ties your plate together, man. It has. I, I want it on A tier, if not S tier. But I understand it. I, it can't. So far, nothing can get S tier. Real cranberries would probably be A tier because again, the first time that I had it, it had like. Like an orange zest to it too, and mm-hmm. it's just like, oh man, these like flavors like are popping. Um, that that's, I think it's delicious. I'm okay with putting it on the B tier at the back end. Oh, well, I mean, it could probably go above squash. Let's let's uh, let's talk about this, John. If I were be would I, if, if let's say we move turkey up to S tier, can we then move cranberry up to A tier? I mean, you're, I'll play that game with you. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go along with that. Like, it's the reason for the season. Cranberry, a okay. I mean, I would. This is why you do a tier list. This is how you can move and match. You know, I'm okay with cranberry sauce. And again, I would probably help myself to more cranberry sauce than I would corn or squash. Green bean casserole. Really thinking about it. And see, that's the beauty of the tier list. Now that we're, if cranberry sauce is a tier. Squash needs to move down that line on the B tier, right? <laughs> it needs yeah, to move oh, up. Oh, so it moves. Oh, yeah, you said down the line. So yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm okay with where it's at. Okay, okay. 
John, you have made mention of creamed corn before with like the casserole with the cornbread. Creamed corn is actually next up on the list. And for me, this is something that I don't have ever at a Thanksgiving dinner. So I, I would not put this high, but you seem to be a defender now. Uh, I would take regular corn. I would take cream corn in a dish. Cream corn in the corn casserole dish. Cream yeah. corn on its own? Uh, no, thank okay. you. Nothing. That that is does not belong on your table. If you're having regular corn, why would you have cream corn? Uh, cream corn is definitely one of those like <clears throat> open can get, re- get have it ready as a side dish kind of thing. And now that I'm really thinking about my holiday uh, back in the day, it's probably because my mom was too busy doing you know making the turkey and getting the pies all ready. So like the jelly cranberry came out, the cream corn came out, like the stuff that could just sit in the pantry be bought two months ahead of time you know with the paychecks that already came in you know get five for a dollar so they were ready to go three months when thanksgiving rolled around so they could spend the money on the rest of the items like there, there's a reason I, why that's the stuff that you put in the shopping bag and you leave out at the mailbox when they do like the yeah. pickup for like the homeless shelters it's just like oh i bought this a while ago i it's bought fine. it for like, thanksgiving i've already invested and i, I haven't used mm-hmm. it so yeah, cream corn it used to be a staple, you know, at our childhood uh, Thanksgivings. But it, it, I have I've tried it a couple times, like as an adult, it. and I'm just not not a fan. No, um, I'm fine with it being in not Thanksgiving behind Brussels sprouts and cornbread because those are two things that I would rather eat more. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, we are now halfway through, so. Oh, that means our uh, beer. I think it's time for some beers, guys, because beer is not on the list. But I do want something that's a little bit more seasonal themed when I'm eating my Thanksgiving meal. And I think uh, Southern Tears 2 Xmas, their spice double ale. For me, it's, again, a Christmas beer. It's not necessarily a Thanksgiving beer, but I wouldn't be opposed to it because it does have like a nice spiced punch. Not like spice punch, like, oh, I'm drinking punch, but like, you know, a knock in the mouth. <laughs> There's still so much spice on this, and I'm glad they haven't leveled it out. <clears throat> yeah, it's a classic. I mean, um, every year, I think we would argue whether or not we loved 2Xmas or Great Lakes Christmas Great Lakes, better. Yeah. Like, which then, one was better this year? And which one didn't? Because the only reason Great Lakes falls is because it gets like over gingered. I'm a gingy boy though. I I love ginger. It, it gets a little like it it overpowers everything else, and that's what makes it drop. <clears throat> um, nail that I'm drinking that's a Christmas ale, Lloyd's Christmas from Elkettville, ale brewed with uh, ginger and figs. This is definitely not over gingered. It does have a little bit of holiday spice to it, but it's really the sweetness of figs that comes through on it. It's decent. It's not top tier of my christmas sales i would rather have a 2x i would rather have great lakes um there's probably going to be some more christmas sales that i'll start drinking again uh as the season uh as as the season changes and kate and i actually had this argument like kate says that thanksgiving is part of the christmas season and i say only because 
Mm. Santa Claus comes down the uh, road at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade to usher in the yeah, Christmas I, season. I think Thanksgiving is more of the Halloween season because they're all yeah. very harvest, autumnal. Well, I find I find that Thanksgiving is the end of fall and the beginning mm. of winter. So, yeah. like, Thanksgiving would always be when we would start putting out our Christmas decorations. Yeah. Like, every Thanksgiving day, I would put the... My grandmother had this big ornamental, like, ceramic glass manger scene. And her and I would always put that out together on Thanksgiving. Like, it was the start of Christmas. And then we'd go home, and then we would start doing Christmas decorations in our house. See, I... <clears throat> Thanksgiving has to I kind have, of be over or at yeah. least happening for it then to start the Christmas season. You can't be getting ready for Thanksgiving and also be getting ready for Christmas at the same time. <clears throat> we don't do Christmas stuff until it actually hits like December. I'm not saying you can't shop for Christmas before Thanksgiving. Like, hey, you know, save your money, get the deals, get after it. But. And I also put up my Christmas uh, lights earlier than Thanksgiving just because it always seems to snow now here in Buffalo, like four, five to six inches before Thanksgiving. So yeah, not this year, get it done. Not this year. Get it done first. Okay. Uh, but I am also drinking a ginger spiced beer, and this is another beer from Community Beer Works. This is their Ginger Snap Whale, brown Ooh. ale with ginger and this tastes like you dunked a ginger snap cookie into a brown ale and took a bite this is delicious this keeps getting better with every sip i take of it um this is just a really dynamite beer this is probably one of the best um variations of the whale that they community beer works do Every season, every few months, they do a different version of this, and this is their best. Very ginger forward, and yeah, it tastes like you dipped a. <clears throat> it tastes like you dipped a ginger snap cookie into your beer, and you took a bite. And it, the beer itself also has like a snap of ginger to it. It's great. I love, oh, nice. I love that. That sounds really good. <sighs> but again, I, I said it to Paul. I'll say it again. I'm a gingy boy. Like I love ginger so give me that beer i uh i brought home like a little pack of um ginger ale um and i poured i poured myself a glass of it and then i gave grayson some and uh he was like whoa this is peppery (laughs) (laughs) and uh and i was like i know i mean i've just every once in a while just get in a ginger ale mood Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I was just in the mood for ginger ale. And now my son says it all the time. Like, oh, you know what I'm in the mood for? <laughs> that peppery drink. <laughs> so that's real that's cute. cute. That's cute. That's top tier. That's S tier cute. That's, that's oh, yeah. S tier. Give me that peppery drink. S tier. Uh, something that I think, honestly, and I'm not just using this as a segue, but S tier is we actually have the much anticipated much discussed dinner rolls yeah i i i am the kind of person that when i see the dinner roll basket being passed around 
I have to make that concerted effort to not just load up my plate because, you know, they come around tail end of the, the dish passing. My plate's already full. It's not the great thing about a dinner roll, though. It balances perfectly on top. Just okay. It can sit uh, on top of everything else that you have there. Structural integrity of your plate is held because it's so light. It's just there. I feel like you could only take two until it gets passed around again. But I'm a bread guy. I could demolish like a whole package of dinner rolls. For me, dinner rolls are probably S tier. It, it's perfect. It soaks up everything else that's left to hot, like behind on your plate. And it, much to Paul's point, like the cranberry sauce, it goes with everything. Doesn't matter. Oh, you got a little bit of gravy left there. Boom. Dinner rolls there to do it. Oh, leftover green bean casserole. It doesn't care. It's going to sop that right up. Mmm, delicious. I think the dinner roll is the perfect, like, carb to have alongside everything else on your plate. Yeah, and it's nice, too, because you can take, like, oh, I'll put a little bit of this, a little bit of turkey, a little bit of that, put it in there, Ooh. and now I got a nice little sandwich right at the end here. Uh, so you, yeah. you did bring up a I, – I will ask this now because, Chris, you make it sound like – so is your Thanksgiving uh, – dinner like more of a family style situation yes where all the things are john how about you what how are you building your plate on thanksgiving so we in the past have just had everything out and passed it around Hmm. um the older we've gotten and now that my sister and i we host it and now like we host it at our house because my house is much bigger than my sister's house um we we do Weird a pot flex. We do a well. Come on, it is. Uh, <laughs> I know it is. But my, my I mean, we fit fourteen people into my sister's house, mm-hmm. and that house holds at best eight people. So we're able to accommodate everybody. We have the our fireplace room where we put the tables up. And in the kitchen, we have all the food set up. So everyone just kind of snakes around, makes their plate, and goes back to the to the table. So it's just kind of become buffet style. And then we've we've just made it um, potluck. You know, like we give everybody their, like, Katie, you're making stuffing. Barb, you bring dinner rolls and gravy. Uh, Dad, you bring appetizers, wine, and this. Mom, you make pumpkin cookies, apple pie, and this. Like, we just put it out there, and and then we say, it's like, anybody is, what are we missing anything? And somebody says, like, oh, I like the green bean casserole. Like, okay, you make it. Like, and then everybody comes, they bring it up. We got crock pot set up. We got hot plate set up. Put it up on those, and there you go. You say, get there by three, we eat at four. Get it up, set it up, get a drink mingle and then it's eat time paul yeah our our family is definitely buffet style it's always been like you go make a plate like the vegetables and stuff come out to the tables to be passed as you're eating so it's easy to grab more without having to get up from the table like some of the dishes come that's out. why he's doing the squash everybody knows paul's lazy and just doesn't <laughs> want to get up to get more food he's just gonna eat all the squash oh, there's some more squash right in front of me Paul's picking up squash, squash. No, okay, and he just <laughs> loads it up. So yeah, it's it's a start of buffet, and then 
like my parents are always you know if <clears throat> it's uh, it's carried through to me too uh i think if you're the host you got to be the last in line if it's a buffet situation like you know it's just the rule so then my you know since my mom would of course then be the last she would then bring out the plates to to eat the tables you know uh so that everybody could get seconds or or whatever and then, then it becomes a pass around meal I've done both, but honestly, I think I'm a bigger fan of, like, the pass it around. Like, asking, like, hey, Unky Tad, like, pass those potatoes over here. Like, <laughs> your, your fucking family names are just, just making them. I know you're making them up, but it's just like every. They're not I don't know. I want to be accessible names. for everybody. Like, <laughs> hey, cousin. Unky Tad. Cousin hey, Stu, give me those carrots. You know, like, you need. There's there's a, a communal nature to it, and it, mm-hmm. it you know it solidifies the season, and I like that. There there might be something to the McGowanness of us all uh, for my family, obviously, uh, where we don't want to inconvenience anybody. <laughs> mm. So it, it's awkward to ask for something. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> so maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I love squash because it always ended up in front of me, and I'm like, I oh, I could just take this and not need to ask permission from anybody. <laughs> the social anxiety, the, the real thing that brings everybody together on Thanksgiving. But I'm going to ask, good? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna ask you guys you to pass Wait, me the also, dinner rolls. Here's also my thing is just like we're hosting. We've done that. We call everyone to the to get up in line. If people are dilly dallying and not getting up there, I'm just going and taking my food and I'll sit down and eat like hmm. I'm not going to wait for people dicking around chit chatting. I said dinner was ready. Get in line, or I'm gonna yeah. eat. I do not mind being the first person in line to help myself. Like I'll, I'll let people go yeah. first, but like, if nobody's going, like I'm, I'm tucking in. Yeah. You know what I'm tucking into? That S tier dinner roll situation, though. John, <clears throat> dinner rolls. I'd, I'd put it A. Okay. I'm okay with A. I, for me, dinner rolls are. Tier, but I would do high A above the cranberry sauce. Yeah, they're they're lowest they could go for me is high A. Yeah, I'm good with that. Love bread. Uh, talked about it before. Gravy. I I all gravy. Paul, you've had a lot of dried turkeys. I think you need to have the gravy. But that's why I have cranberry sauce. I'm a gravy fan. I'm one of those people that like. I'm. It's going over everything on the. It's going over everything. Yeah, it doesn't matter what it is. The the yeah. gravy's hitting it. Gravy gravy oh, is S is S tier. Because oh. it goes with everything on your plate. It makes your turkey better, yeah. it makes your mashed potatoes better, it makes your stuffing better, it makes your corn better, it makes your roll better. It makes like, everything worse, guys. No, gra- gravy is no, gravy is best. If, if you cut I love, me, I, love I would bleed gravy. When I have pierogies, <laughs> I go to a doctor. That that was actually the first that was wasn't that the Shakespeare quote? Uh, if are we not human? If you, I cut, if I you cut me, will I not bleed gravy? Uh, I put gravy on my pierogies. Like I get a little oh, bowl yeah. of it and I dip my pierogies in it. Like, um, all right, Pollock's coming up. Uh, I, I'm very much like sour cream or applesauce for a pierogi, but I just pierogi on their own. Like even just like a drawn butter on the top, like fantastic love it yeah pierogies are just delicious it doesn't 
matter what I'm eating it with. I'm just happy. It's yeah, like comfort food. You can't I guess be talking about gravy, I'm going to get another beer because, ugh, all this gravy. <laughs> I don't know. Like, don't like it. Gravy is the star of the show. I think there was like, a, oh, I don't remember where it was, but I was having Thanksgiving one year and there was like a gravy emergency where it was like, out of gravy. And like, no, it had to be when I was in Buffalo because I remember like I went to Wegmans and got like another can of gravy and it was like, all right, here we go. We're in it to win it. So it had to be when I was still living at home and like I ran out to Wegmans real quick because it was like five minutes away from my mom's house. Yeah. Yeah. And no, gravy. I mean, we it, it, it's the perfect side. And I know Paul Poo Poo did, but it. It literally does go on everything, and it doesn't matter like what you're eating. Like, okay, turkey could be beautiful, could look great. Oh, so moist, so juicy. You're still gonna put gravy, put on, gravy it. on it. That's, yeah. Oh, your your stuffing. Wow, smells so herby. Oh, look at those big chunks of onion and celery in there. You're still gonna put gravy on it. Yeah. No, we've. Um... Okay, Paul's gone, so we can talk about this. He's so wrong. <laughs> great. <laughs> Gravy's fantastic. And I know I gave you shit about the cranberry sauce because cranberry sauce for me is also the same kind of thing. It just it adds such a wonderful like pop of flavor to it. It's so just like light and bright and tart, like fantastic. But gravy is like that's home cooking right there. Gravy's the best. If uh, you make it from if you get it from a jar, if you make it, if you make it from a packet, no matter what, gravy. Gravy. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Gravy. Everything's gravy, that, baby. I, that's that's how that phrase came to being. It's all gravy, baby, because it's just so good. It just yeah, everything's right. Yeah. Paul got another beer. Uh, we're gonna talk about our next uh, selection while Paul pops that open. Uh, next one, ham. Are you guys or have you ever been in a hey, it's a turkey and ham household? No. Uh, no, I've never had ham with my turkey. I've never I had a ham with the turkey at a Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, I have. It doesn't feel right. Ham's a Christmas food. It's a yeah. It's it's either Christmas or Easter. It's not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Easter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe some I'm, other holiday. I'm putting it to uh, F tier, the not Thanksgiving tier. Yeah. It's at the back end because again, like I've got my protein. Her name's Turkey. And we're very much in love. Yes. Because, ugh, ham and gravy? Oh, God. Uh, ham and cranberry to... sauce, though. Uh, yeah, that can work. That can work. Uh, mac and cheese. Uh, as much as I like mac and cheese, mac and cheese has never been on the table for Thanksgiving. Yeah, it is not a Thanksgiving food for me. Wow. Uh, Kate makes it for Thanksgiving for her family because she does the Delilah 7 cheese mac and cheese uh, and, wait delilah and then, from the radio show no uh okay. delilah's kitchen from philadelphia uh, uh and it's a good mac it's a really good mac and cheese mm-hmm. it's a ask john to send that mac over and cheese. This <laughs> you know i have i have it uh i took i think i have it's on my phone I, i'll look for it i because kate made it and i was like this is good mac and cheese and i took a picture of her recipe so yeah, I'll, I'll see if I still have yeah, it. I love mac and cheese, but for me, it's not a Thanksgiving food. Like it doesn't, it doesn't yeah, feel I, I like a autumnal. Like so much of the other stuff we've had outside of like the 
rolls and everything else. Like it's all like harvest food and mac, mac and, and cheese. cheese doesn't have that. I'm gonna I want to put it with the biscuits though. Okay, so because it's yeah I understand yes it's not Thanksgiving but if it's at a Thanksgiving meal I'm not gonna be like oh, yeah I would still eat it. God, yeah, yes. I went Come somewere on. and they were serving it. I would, I would, but I see 100%. I, I said the same plate. thing about Brussels sprouts, though. Like, if it was there, like, it would probably not be done right. Mm-hmm. But how we do Brussels sprouts, yes. Mac and yeah. cheese, I, I uh, think, has like more even if, was, error. if it's at a Thanksgiving table, the people that do mac and cheese for Thanksgiving okay. do mac and cheese right. So we'll put it behind biscuits or in front of biscuits? Uh, in I, front of biscuits. I was oh, saying, really? Mm-hmm. I don't like, know. Like, you're bringing it. You're probably I, doing. You're not open a box. I like would trust somebody's lots. Thanksgiving mac and cheese more than I trust biscuits at Thanksgiving. I've seen. I have seen some like TikToks where the people are like, Thanksgiving mac and cheese is not the time for you to experiment with you in yeah. this. We told you what recipe to use. We told you what to do, and you ruined it. Um. So yeah, I can see People that. Know. And I would say if I went to a Thanksgiving dinner or a Friendsgiving kind of a thing, mm-hmm. and there was mac and cheese, I would I would gladly gladly take it. I now I kind of want to rename B tier two. I trust you. <laughs> like, hey, it's here. I trust you. I'm I'm taking it because I know this is going to be the best version of this food so i yeah but we've already to, talked about that those pills those are probably pillsbury biscuits yeah so i would move up brussels sprouts to d tier move down biscuits to not thanksgiving because if brussels sprouts much like mac and cheese if brussels sprouts are there i'm going to trust you that it's the that it's good yeah, I, so support I would that decision i i already made the move unless john raises another point I think biscuits belong at a Thanksgiving table. They might not belong at every table or my table, but I think they're they serve a purpose just as much as dinner rolls. And I'm fine that they're made by their Pillsbury out of the roll. How many people are making their rolls from scratch? Most of the time, those are store bought rolls. Those have always been handmade by my mother. No, but, but most other things they're not. Um, but, so I also can, moved up biscuits to John's yeah. point because do we do we want to now rename B tier to I'm trusting you because yeah, this would, is I would this is that. something I'm putting this on the plate. If I see it at the at Thanksgiving meal, it and I'm taking it. It's because I'm trusting you. Yeah, uh, it's not something that automatically hits my plate. I'm only taking it because no, you said this was good. That's fair. Uh, next one, boys. I, I'm hoping this doesn't become a discussion. This is, no, this is S tier. It's mashed potatoes. S tier. S tier. All the way. All the way. Okay, S tier. Also above on the S tier, we have turkey and gravy. Mashed potatoes above gravy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm I'm so okay with that because I'm okay with that, even though my mashed potatoes are always below gravy. That's fine. Because I'm putting gravy. That's how you eat them. <laughs> on, mm-hmm. on my potatoes. I see what you're saying. I know uh, what you're doing. Next one. Red wine. 
this is the thing that I, I always bring a couple bottles of wine over to my parents' house. It's the only thing they ask me to do th- for Thanksgiving. It's the reason why I love Thanksgiving so much, because it's such an easy holiday for me. Mm. Does it you, belong at, at any? Are you, are you bringing red or are you bringing a white? I'm bringing both. I bring a Gewürzeminer for my white, and then I'll bring like a Cab Sauvignon for, or, uh, for my red. Because some people just, they just are, oh, I'm a red wine drinker. So I'm like, okay, cool. And just. Because I would prefer, I would prefer a white. Yeah. So, I do yeah. a Gewürz. I don't drink wine, but if I have to, I tend to go more towards the reds. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just like bigger, bolder flavor profile. Like it's something I can like discern a little bit more off of. Um, <clears throat> for me, very- I think mean, I'm going to just put this out there and you guys can decide amongst yourselves. For me, it's not a Thanksgiving thing because I don't drink it. And then I've never been at a Thanksgiving where like this is, yes, this is what we're having. Um, for years, we would have Thanksgiving at my grandmother's house. So it was a very small gathering. It was like me, my grandmother, my mom, my uncle, his wife. And it was very much like a craft beer Thanksgiving, which was <laughs> great because it was just like, all right, like, wh- what are we bringing? And it was fantastic and then the one year i brought like the southern tier crab relief for, like a dessert beer and everyone was like oh yeah i was like yup <laughs> uh, so for for me this isn't a thing so i don't even if it was brought to the table i'd be like oh yes i'll i'll have some but i'm trusting you like for me this would be the d tier yeah i'm, I'm okay yeah, with putting I'm, this fine with I'm that. trusting you I'm we, putting it behind all the food though unless you guys have like a strong case to move it up no i'm no uh, it's one of the things we ask my dad to bring, like wine and appetizers. Yeah. And he brings a couple of each, but usually, like, uh, you know, he brings a couple good, good whites that I enjoy. I really enjoy wine. Yeah, your sister, Randy, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Get it? Couple yeah, whites. I got, I got it. <laughs> no, I think red wine. Yeah, I think wine. Not just not red wine, but wine is the perfect thing to ask the screw up of your family, me, to bring to Thanksgiving because it won't mess anything up. <laughs> it's, you know, you can drink That's the red fair. before dinner and then you can drink the whites during dinner. So it's fine. Yeah. Right. Uh, next on the list, kind of a catch all roasted vegetables uh, in here. We do seem to have a medley. I see a lot of carrots. Uh Maybe it looks like there's some like, potatoes or something else in there, but I think roasted vegetables are a, a solid entry. It would be like mid tier for me. Like I go either below squash or above jellied cranberry. If we're going B, they're definitely below squash. If we're going C, it's a below the pies, but above jellied cranberry sauce. John? Yeah, I would agree. I I think for me C is fine. Like again, below the pies, above jelly cranberry because it's now, roasted, so we know it's at least being prepared properly. It's not like steamed or boiled yeah. veggies. So should we raise pies up one tier? I think so. So both pies to be? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, leaving yeah. vegetables and jelly cranberry at sea so pies below squash uh green bean casserole and corn on the bee 
yes, I, I, I would, would put. Paul's just like squashing it up. He's like, no. Yes, if it's pies are pies are one of the reasons people are excited for Thanksgiving. So that was I think my they point. gotta be. That's why I was like, yeah, I think pie, they gotta right? be at the top of B, the top okay. of B, not the bottom of B. Before I, corn. I, I I would agree. Okay. Okay. People uh, ask before th- the week of Thanksgiving, hey, is your turkey defrosted, and how are your pies coming along? Like, <clears throat> that's that's what you ask. Uh, Tomorrow, when you guys are at work, you're gonna ask. I'm not. Do not uh, care about anybody I work with. I will not be asking them. Is your turkey defrosted, and how are your pies coming along? Something I'm gonna be asking for though, when we're at the table, scalloped potatoes. Uh, so scalloped potatoes would be the, I trust you. Yeah. Because scalloped potatoes yeah. is not something that I normally have at my table. But if somebody brought them, I'd go, oh, well, this is probably got to be pretty good. There's a reason they're here. I will say when my, again, before I moved down here, uh, when I would have Thanksgiving at my, you know, grandmother's house, uh, my mom would do scalloped potatoes. And my mom's not like a complete foodie, but she knows food. She loves food and she cares about food. So they they were good scalloped potatoes. Um, I'm putting them above mac and cheese, Brussels sprouts, biscuits, and red wine. Because, again, it's cheesy potatoes. And I think this is one of those things like, yes, I'm trusting you. But even if you phone it in, they're still probably going to be pretty good. Yeah, it's it's hard to screw up uh, scalp. Yeah, they they can come out of a box and they're still like really good. good. But uh, my potato, my plate, majority of my potatoes is still going to be mashed potatoes. Oh yeah, my potatoes come from. It's, it's going to be three to one potatoes. Yeah. So three. Uh, next hard. up, and this is something I've actually seen a lot over my forty years. Uh, sparkling juice. It, nostalgia wise. Thought I was so adult. Thought I was so old. <laughs> There's something when I would about have the sparkling juice because it was the only thing that there would be that cup that would always be there. You can't, you can't drink out of that cup because you everyone can't else is having wine or something. Yeah, but but then get, sparkling like, the juice sparkling comes out. comes out, and you're like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just like I'm at the kids' table, but I'm just like the adults. I got something in this cup now. So sparkling juice, like for nostalgia, S tier for me. Like it's <laughs> nothing. Nothing I would take now. I'm not John, gonna have it. John, talk them down. <laughs> it's awesome. I, I it's something that we have. I, we have it for Grayson. Like it's yeah. it's a special treat. It's not something we have all the time, but on those holiday days we have it because we we used to have it. Like yeah. we would have it. Um, so it makes sense. I like it. I want it up there, but I would say like bottom bottom of B. Ooh, uh, okay. So I was thinking A because again, nostalgia-wise, like growing up, like it's a oh, I I can I can have the grape juice like like a rite of passage almost. Where you're like, hey, I I have something and okay, it, it's not great, but How about John this? might be right with the B. Now that I'm like thinking about it rationally, like nostalgia be damned. How about this? We move. Spark. We move roasted vegetables up to B, bottom of B. We move sparkling juice down to C. We rename C nostalgia. No, okay. no. I don't think we need to do that. I uh, think, no, I think if it good. makes Paul feel better, 
I think that's I think that's a move. Then jelly building the list as we go. I mean, I'm I'm comfortable with that. That feels right. Anything else that needs to move just to nostalgia? I'm moving roasted vegetables over squash, though. Damn. Damn it. My squash pick is keeps on getting lower and lower. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm, I, I feel Every really bad. I, I feel Every really bad. It's still in the B tier. Paul is like B tier. Squash S. And we just keep pushing it down. It's, it's still in the B tier. It like, it's still it beating. It's tier at one point. It's beating mac and cheese. Who doesn't love mac and cheese? To move, we move turkey up. But All yeah. right, next one, big boy, and I am going to quote uh, Paul, one of yours and mine's favorite comic books, stuffing. Uh, quote Yorick Brown, is it just me or is stuffing way too awesome to eat only once a year? And I agree with him because stuffing is great. I never eat it until it's Thanksgiving time, but there's just something about baked bread with like diced up onions and celery with it it's it's fantastic and it says stuffing and we'll get into the dressing versus stuffing argument i'm sure but for me stuffing is s tier that that stuffing is in a casserole dish which means it's dressing it's dressing because it's not actually cooked in the bird bird. it's now Mm -hmm. stuffing uh but i'm okay with either one of them stuffing or dressing it's s tier i i'd want them both I think it's S tier. Uh, Chris, you need some more stuffing in your life. I do. I came, I came home. Gotta move like it over, home. bud. I, it I it came, doesn't belong to the bottom of S tier. Oh, I'm sorry. Joe, go ahead, John. No, I, I moved it. Uh, up. I, I would put it probably above mashed potatoes behind turkey. Yeah. Um, Paul's saying no, but I, are you moving it up or are you moving it down? I'm moving it above turkey. The okay. reason we're all eating turkey is so we can have stuffing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a couple a couple weeks ago, I, I or a couple months ago, I came home with a box of stovetop and was like, I'm just in a stuffing mood. Like that's the thing. Like even like mac and cheese, even or scalloped potatoes, even when you're just like, oh, I open up this box, this is what it is. It's still good enough that you're like, that's pretty good. Uh, when I Years and years and years ago, my very first job, I worked at a restaurant. I was a busboy. I was a dishwasher. I was a host. And they were open on Thanksgiving, which sucked because I would have to work on the holiday. And, like, that was, like, my first taste of adulthood when, like, the rest of my family would be getting together at my stepdad's mom's house for, like, this beautiful, like, homemade Thanksgiving dinner. And I was going to Danny's on the corner of Abbott and Big Tree Road in Orchard Park, (laughs) New York. Because I I had to work. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. But they made, it was like homemade actual stuffing because they would take like real bread because it was bread that was made, and I don't remember the name of the bakery at the The time. No, it was. The Camillo's? No, they made bagels. They had a location in Hamburg there. I want to say Olin Mills, but that's the people that made, like, the senior portraits. I don't remember the name of the actual bakery. They didn't make them. They took them. They, they took, took those senior portraits. They took them. They took them. They made memories with them. 
Um, but there was a bakery chain that like had presence. And also like when I worked at the Buffalo Bills Stadium, they provided the bread for the like the luxury suites. But the bread was all from them. And then they would just take the bread and be like, all right, no, this is going to be our something. And it was so good. Um, I, I love stuffing. I love dressing. Dressing stuffing bread with other stuff, and then I mean nothing beats when you you have like you top it with some gravy. Top it with some gravy, but like the corner part that's like baked and a little bit harder, but then like on the piece too is still like a soft piece. I'm I'm very much a corner guy. Like dressing brownies, like anything that's cooked in a lasagna, if it's like like burnt in the corner i i want that um yeah mm. i love it uh my i my mother used to put apple in the stuffing okay and i Slice was never up. a fan i was never a fan of it mm. she also put cranberries in it and i don't like cranberries like that i i could see it being good but <laughs> I, I think that's like a big swing because everyone i, I love it dressing, I, I love stuffing but if you're putting like fruits in it, then it's going down to the detail. I'm trusting you. Okay. Well, I'm going to say if I had a recipe for stuffing and it's the best stuffing that I've had and the recipe's like you buy a turkey, you put all this stuff in the turkey, you bake the turkey, where's the turkey, you take out the stuffing and you throw away the turkey, I'd still bake make that stuffing each and every year. <laughs> like... I would rather have the stuffing tur- turn out perfect and the turkey turn out as complete trash where you just waste the turkey. It's That's what I'm saying. Uh, we have one final dish. And this is sweet potato casserole. Never had it. Really? Yep. Paul, I think you would love it because it's basically what you love out of um, like squash, where it's like... Uh-huh. A sweet, savory dish that's kind of like a taste of dessert while you're eating <laughs> your uh, your dinner. It might be over the line though. It might be a little too far. Like I it's, got my I got my butter. Uh, Paul, Paul, <laughs> it's usually like mashed up yams topped okay. with like marshmallows and like brown sugar. Can somebody explain the difference between a yam and a sweet potato? Because same, I don't think thing. there is. A, they are the same thing, right? It's the same. No, thing. the um, sweet potato is looks more like a potato, and a yam is more tubular and it's longer with the points, I believe. And that's mm-hmm. the only. And I difference. believe it's how they grow in the ground. So I think mm-hmm. potatoes are actually in the ground, and yams are above the ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I was uh, waiting in line to get my get some stuff from the. Uh, deli case and somebody came over and like hey uh, I need help over in produce because the young guys yes, over there don't know underground what's that yams but they are different parts of plants sweet potatoes are the storage root yams are the modified stems called tubers okay so sweet potatoes are the root yet yams are the tubers which potatoes and peanuts mm. are also tubers 
Yeah, but this woman came over to the deli counter asking for help over in produce because the young boys that worked over there didn't know the difference between yams and sweet potatoes. And I'm like, I'm 40 Neither do you, I still lady. don't know. <laughs> so. No, it doesn't matter. But um, I do like a sweet potato casserole. Don't need it, though. Never had it. Never really? had it. Yeah. Surprise. Make a new character. Never had it. It's basically what Paul likes out of his uh, his squash. Is that taste? That it it taste seems like sweetness. a bridge too far, though, with the marshmallows on top. It seems it seems like it crosses over into the dessert territory. And no, that's probably and that's, why I haven't. I have it. That's fine. Like I don't love it. Like it's for me. It's one of the things that I would probably be eating just because it's offered, but yeah. it's not going to be one of my my favorite dishes so for it's me, a, i'm is, trusting you yeah for me this is going to be in the i'm trusting you uh probably behind scalloped potatoes goes, mac and cheese brussels sprouts i think it goes at the bottom because i you mean i would uh, rather bottom, drink red wine and eat biscuits uh, yeah. before tr- eating sweet potato because i i don't want it to ruin my need for well, why, why pumpkin pie I, i'm as the only person that's been here that's eating it. I'm just gonna say, like, I would probably have it before red wine. That's right, well, that's up, my argument you, for it because it's it's not hands something I need. Hands but. up, who would have wine over the the sweet potato casserole? Hands up, who's actually had sweet potato casserole though? So yeah, that's true. This, this is not a democracy. This this tier list is run by a strict dictator. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. A strict Chris Tater. Yeah. Which, we're talking about daters. Um, all right, so they're not on the list, so I'm posing it to you guys. Are there any foods that you did not see represented that you're like, oh, this S tier? And I'm going to start off because what I have is something more of like an hors d'oeuvre, something you're having as like an appetizer beforehand, the deviled egg. Ooh. Deviled eggs are fantastic, but you only <laughs> ever have them at parties. And... When you see them there, you're like, oh, hell yeah. See, we it's used to always do, like, olives and the relish plate. The relish plate, yeah. The we'd, relish always, plate. Mm. we'd always have a relish plate, and then we'd also Okay, do, I've never like, done that. So shrimp, what else is like, on that? cocktail. Because, ooh. A relish plate is basically every, anything that you can think that is pickled or brined on a serving tray together. So olives... Mm. Other pickles, cheeses, like carrots. You, like, like, um, you could have crackers. You could have cheeses. It's a low okay. brow. I'm, I'm looking for something else to eat with it. Mm. No, I've always had mm. just this strict, strict relish plate, which is everything on that plate is brined. You usually have like gherkin pickles. Yeah, two different kinds have, of olives. Two different types of uh, pickles as well. You got your bread and butter. You have your you have your mini gherkins. Yeah. You got your sweets. You got your dill, dill spill uh, spears. You have your black olives, green olives. I mean, everything you're saying, I I like. You I might like have that uh, that relish mix of like radishes and other things that you usually find on like a Italian beef sandwich. Like that oh, relish mix. Um, oh, the uh, it starts with the G. Um, like, oh, I was thinking like a tapenade kind of. Well, ta- tapenade. That's usually olives. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, 
but we would have like cheese and crackers. We would do like the cheese, the cream cheese brick with like the jelly on top, or we would do like um, little baby shrimps with cocktail sauce, and then you would dip that with your crackers. Like that would be a appetizer thing that we would have. We never did appetizers. Right. It so was like, like dinner was what dinner. Are, what are you sitting around like snacking on while you know dinner's being finished up? No, nothing. Really? There's, yeah. There's nothing like like company is going to be over when dinner's ready. Mm-hmm. Like there's no like people are still coming in. You're still getting hats and coats for people while dinner's almost ready. And then once everybody's in. It's time for dinner. And hey, See, if the biscuits, I, if the rolls are going like, to take five more minutes, the rolls are going to take five more minutes, and they're going. I'm come used out to Thanksgiving, like fun. everyone's getting there early, and then you're like, you're hanging out for like an hour or two, and then it's like, okay, now it's dinner time. Chris, I'll let you in on a little secret. Paul doesn't like family. We don't. We don't really hang out. So that's that's why Paul's like I'm eating all this squash. <laughs> Nobody else can have it. White squash. No, I you've, mean like you've hung out with a McGowan. I'm hard to hang out with. Now no, multiply that. Now imagine a room of only McGowans. It's a relish plate. It's a tough beat. Paul, what do you uh, what do you have? A relish plate. Two relish plates? No, no, well, John started talking about it, and I'm like, yeah, the relish plate, that's great. I, uh, no, after dinner mints, the uh, the slow melt-aways. They're kind of, they got the non-parels on the bottom. They come in, like, pastel colors. They kind of got the swirl. The slow melt-away after dinner mints. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. No. Those are great. They're only found at, at, at I've only had them after Thanksgiving meal. They're only so. found in my grandmother's purse. See, when you say after a minute after dinner mint, I'm thinking like the Andes, like a yeah. chocolate mint or um uh whatchamacallit. Those chocolate like, little numbers that are at the yeah, register that you Yeah, like the they're coming like pink and green and white. Yeah. Uh, I just found them on Amazon. You're thinking like the peppermints with the swirls, right? Yeah, yeah. These bad boys. Oh, geez, that is a long. Co- no, okay. There, at least the picture shows up. So, I just sent it to you guys in the message. Yeah, uh, they have the nonpareils on the bottom. Those. Oh, see, I've never seen those. Yeah, because that's I've like a chocolate. Thing. I never thought they were like a snow mint. cap. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like a snow cap, but mint. I've never had a minty. Yeah. yeah, I've only yeah, ever had, good. like, chocolate with, like, the, the crunchy candy bits on top. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I'll put those on. Nostalgia. Like, I wouldn't eat them any other time because they're not great. They're they're good. Andy mints are better. They are better. I like, that's because I like that Paul's pick is, like, uh, I eat them. They're not great. Paul, I'm asking you for something that you think is S-tier, though. Like, <laughs> I told you, it's eggs. a relish plate. Okay. But then your runner-up is... Uh, this is ca- shit candy. Well, I, that I would not think eat of something that, that's not on this list that like I eat on Thanksgiving. That's like, oh yeah, and this is something I eat on Thanksgiving. They're good. Well, you could have you sold anything. Like, 
<laughs> just like eh, shitty mints. They're not even mints. It's just chocolate. I mean, hey, listen, give the guy a break. Look, look where his beloved squash is. <laughs> it's almost at nostalgia. It's the lowest of our tier. <laughs> It's the most of the things that we want on our Thanksgiving plate. Squash is polarizing. Like, it be jolly cranberry. We all had good things to say about that, so. Yeah, for nostalgia. Badge of victory. But guys, hey, happy Thanksgiving, because we're coming up to it. Um, We're always thankful for you if you're listening to us, and there's people that do, so thanks. Um, I'm thankful to count you guys as friends. Sorry I don't get to see you outside of this until, uh, I go up there, or you come down here, which is more likely. Right around the corner. Hey, yeah. we spent like three hours talking about it the other night. Yeah, and Chris, you've been to you've been to my family Thanksgiving. Oh, I had to leave early both those years because I worked with GameStop and we opened at ten o'clock that night. Yeah, um, but you know, it's just you know, you've been for you've been there for Christmases, like <clears throat> you've been there for holidays, and we've. Uh, we always think of you as family. Your family for my family. Uh, next time I'm bringing squash. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be asked to leave. <laughs> but we talked about it up, uh, you know, somewhere at the beginning. Let us know what you think. Let us know what's on your tier list. Is there something we missed? Maybe there's something that you have to have every Thanksgiving that we just glossed over. Is it a relish tray? Is it shrimp? Not Thanksgiving food for me. Let us know. Emails over at beggingboardcast at gmail.com or comment on any of the social media posts for this here episode. Um, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.